Rural Focus. Hello there, and welcome to today's Rural Focus podcast. I'm Troy Stockton. Nice to have your company today. Well, the big news over here in WA yesterday was the news that Agriculture Minister Alana McTiernan, the minister, will step down at the end of the year after 26 years of parliamentary service, 13 of those as Cabinet Minister. So the big question around the water cooler today, who will take over as the next WA Agriculture Minister? Well, we're going to check in with the President of WA Farmers, John Hassel. He's going to join us. Does he know? Who might take over? Who would he like to see take over from Alana McTiernan? We'll find out from John very soon this morning. Also to Professor Ken Flower here in WA. Well, he's been appointed as the incoming director of the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative at the University of WA School of Agriculture and Environment. So uh, great news there for Professor Ken Flower. We'll catch up with Ken very soon. But right now, uh, how did the Mushay cattle sale go yesterday? Well, the man who was there, the man in the know from Nutrient Livestock, time to say hello today to Craig Walker. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Not bad, mate. Uh, how did things go yesterday at Mushay? Yeah, Mushay uh, numbers were back by about 550 with a bit over 1,400 that we yarded. Most of the market was still pretty strong, given uh, there was a little bit of turmoil in the industry leading it up into Monday's sale. But if we have a look at uh, local vealist ears, they were selling pretty consistently between 442 and $6.20 for the better types. And they were mainly the Angus uh, that were up around that 6.20. Peppers, uh, same weight, they sold to a top of $5.50 a kilo. Young steers above 330 kilos, they sold to restockers at rates topping out at $4.66 with some of the really poor uh, inferior bred cattle as low as $2.10. If we have a look at the heifers, they also were pretty fluctuating in their results and they topped out at $4 a kilo. Feeder steers, uh, they sold pretty consistently around $3.50 to $5.86 and feeder heifers, they sold from $4.78 down to uh, $3.90 a kilo. Growing steers above 450 kilos, they sold from $2.58 to $3.86. Heifers, same weight, they sold from $2.50 to $4.38, which is really pleasing to see with some of those good quality poly uh, red heifers coming through the marketplace. Lightweight cows, they were selling between uh, uh, up to a dollar eighty a kilo, down as low as a dollar forty uh, for inferior and aged cows. Medium weight cows they topped up at two dollars forty, while heavyweight cows over five hundred and fifty kilos they sold as much as three dollars thirty a kilo. Mature heavyweight bulls they sold to two dollars ninety, and uh, shipping type bulls they sold to a top of four dollars ninety two, while restockers were buying young uh, bull calves below two hundred kilos to a top of five dollars forty. So all in all, mate, the market was pretty pretty strong. It started a little bit weak, uh, but it did finish on a fairly strong note uh, towards the back end of the sale. Sheep sale there today, mate? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. another another sheep sale in Misha okay. this week. Uh, unfortunately, not big numbers that are rolling through Misha at the moment with some of the issues of getting uh, sheep to kill. But bearing in mind, there are a few uh, few orders that are coming out. We've got a few live shipping orders that are coming out mm. for, for November. Uh, we've got a couple of store orders for lambs to go to the east as well as uh, local feedlotters. So there's a little bit of positivity that's floating around and uh, opportunity for the astute buyer that's floating about, as well as some of this huge job at the moment um, in the sale yard. We're seeing prices of around $3.80 a kilo uh, live weight, but uh, sorry, dress weight, a live weight would be nice, but around $3.80 a kilo uh, dress weight. But I reckon that uh, there's a good opportunity with some of these framier, younger type ewes to tuck them away and maybe uh, bring them back into the marketplace around February, March, when most of the ewes that'll be on farms will be joined and mated. So 
yeah, you can. Uh, there are some real good buying opportunities through our marketplace at the moment. All right. What else is happening in your neck of the woods, mate? Yeah, mate, we've got a couple of, uh, again, auctions plus. We've yep. got a, another sale uh, in Mearshay on the 25th. We've got a very good uh, uh, date-wide auctions plus sale that we're having on the 13th of December as well, which we've got some very, very good cattle coming up and presented in. Um, the sale on the 25th of November is, uh, again, the one in Mearshay, which we have every month. And um, this month coming up, we've already got about 1,200 head that have been nominated. So that sale's done in shape take place and shape up really well so and also looking forward uh, after Christmas into which is not that far away unfortunately mm-hmm. but um, looking down the track we're going to have a very very special uh, black uh, sale that'll be for weaned cattle that'll be in uh, early January so just keep your eyes and ears out for that one or just talk to your local nutrient man if you've got a few cattle that are, you want to put into the marketplace. All right and they can get in contact with you today as well mate. Absolutely, mate. Uh, we're only a phone call away and only two pleased to help. All right. Well, uh, enjoy Mushay today, mate. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. We will do, mate. And uh, all the best. Look after yourself. And I'm glad your car's all repaired and you're back on the track again and out of those Lycra shorts and uh, off the bicycle. <laughs> yeah, good on you. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Well, of course, the big news filtered through yesterday that uh, WA Agriculture Minister Alana McTiernan will step down at the end of the year after 26 years of parliamentary service. I thought the surprising thing that she said yesterday that it was great to see people understanding the role of agriculture and livestock. Not too sure what the WA farmers make of this. President uh, John Hasselt has joined me this morning. John, good morning there to you. Good morning, Troy. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, what did you make of the announcement yesterday? Oh, look, it's timely. It's uh, it's time to train someone else up. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Elena had made the decision that she was going to only do a half a term. So, you know, we're, we're looking forward to working with someone new in the job and, you know, trying to advance agriculture. Have you heard who it may be taking over from Elena? Uh, no, there doesn't seem to be any noise about who it might be at the moment, but, uh, you know, we'll work with whoever it is and hopefully they'll be uh, very keen on mainstream agriculture and not go chasing rainbows. Uh, hopefully they'll be keen on uh, supporting the, the live trade industry because it's an important one. Hopefully yep. that they'll, uh, you know, not uh, not spend too much time chasing things that aren't what mainstream agriculture in Western Australia is. Well, they need to do this say now, mate, not wait for Alana to retire at the end of the year? Would they have somebody ready to go about now, but they're just not saying? I'm sure there'd be plenty of people wanting to put their hand up, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think might get it, mate? Oh, I don't I don't really know. Okay. Uh, no, I, I mean, there's, there's been a couple of names possibly mentioned. Yep. Um, yep. You know, as I said, I want someone who's going to work with agriculture. That's the important thing for me. I don't really, don't really have a, a clue who McGowan's got an idea for, but, uh, you know, Darren West rang me and he said he'd like our support. I'm happy with that as long as he supports and he's committed to meeting with us on a regular basis. He has committed to, uh, you know, supporting or not um, going against the live trade, he's committed to uh, to um, you know supporting mainstream agriculture. So those are important things for me. All right. Well, uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, what else is happening with uh, WA farmers, mate? Oh well, we're keeping pretty busy. There's there's always plenty going yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, you know we're doing wool producers, yeah. which is advocating for the wool industry. Hopefully, you know, get recognised as a peak body at some stage on that one. You know, we've got the NFF members council coming up in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. It's a terrible time of the year to have it, but hopefully <laughs> we'll get some. <laughs> you know, at half the time. Hopefully, we'll get some change there and try and get it at a reasonable time of the year because it's a bit silly where it is. You know, obviously we've got a grains council that, that's working very hard with CBH to try and get some better outcomes over uh, supply chain issues. Yeah. 
and you know our livestock section's going pretty hard. We've, we, and you know, and also our dairy section, we've got some really good uh, good people working hard, mostly voluntarily too, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, uh, farmers are wanting to harvest and everything else, mate. So it's probably all go 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 around regional WA at the moment. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people are at a standstill at the yeah. moment with a bit more rain. I heard, yeah. you know, 77 mil or something at Wongan Hills, which is a bit uh, frustrating for them. And, uh, you know, we've had real, you know, just waiting for our hay to cure because mm. it just doesn't like cure, which is no. very frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating. It's happened in the past. Yep. It's just frustrating yep. when it does happen. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, mate. I know that you're busy. Uh, I know you've got a few uh, errands to run this morning. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on who uh, will likely take over from Alana McTiernan. Uh, all the best there with WA Farmers, mate, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Today, catching up with Associate Professor Ken Flower because, well, Ken has been appointed as the incoming director of the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative at the University of Western Australia School of Agriculture and Environment. Ken joins me this morning. Ken, good morning and congratulations. Thanks very much, Troy. Tell us about the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative. It's, it's a national one, isn't it? Ah, uh, yes. So uh, it, it covers the whole of Australia, but yeah. has very strong international links as well. It works with overseas researchers as well. The group is uh, funded also by Grains Research and Development Corporation, GRDC. And I suppose the main aim is to research the ability of weeds to develop resistance to herbicides. Also look at and do research on other methods, mm. other sort of non-chemical uh, methods to control weeds as well. Have you always been working in this field, Ken? Um, I actually, my one of my uh, degrees was in weed science. So yeah. I, I did some training in weed science and then moved more broadly into agronomy and uh, and farming systems and did a lot of my research on, on cropping systems and yeah. no-till conservation agriculture, which obviously includes weed control as well. Yeah. How are the weeds around WA, mate? Are, are the farmers, are they getting a handle on, on their weeds and everything else? Um, I think in general, farmers have, uh, you know, relatively good control yep. over the weeds, but uh, we are heavily reliant on herbicides. So that's uh, a potential issue because over time, the weeds are developing uh, more and more resistant, becoming resistant to the herbicides. And so, um, you know, there's a real, that, that, that is a major challenge in the future is uh, staying ahead of, of the game in terms of uh, herbicide resistance. What about using electricity with, I know there have been some early findings through DPIRB trials in this. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I think at the moment there's still a lot of work that yeah. needs to be done on, on electricity. I, I think uh, you'd never rule anything out. And yeah. I think in our in our cropping system, we actually need to develop systems that are less reliant on herbicides. So I think all options in the future are on the table. And I think, Troy, as well as technology, new technology is advancing so rapidly. I think we know in many areas, you know, that uh Things that we thought weren't possible previously are now uh, very feasible. So I think we there's a good opportunity now to, in the future, to really look at some other non-chemical uh, options. Chemical herbicides are still going to be an important part of our system, but to re- reduce reliance on them, I think, is a key future direction for ARI. So going forward with your team there, uh, what is your aim with uh, AHRI there, Ken? The overall aim is mm. going to be to develop uh, systems with less dependence on herbicides. 
So, and and that's going to be on the back, I believe, of uh, some of the new technology so that we can integrate that new technology. Uh, there's new sensors for weed detection. Um, and as one uh, wise farmer said to me once, that if you, if you, can't, if you can't monitor something uh, and measure it, then you can't manage it. And so uh, that's really what it's going to be about in the future is actually being able to monitor and map where the weed patches are. That's, this okay. would be a, a strong aim. And then we can develop long-term weed management strategies for that. Have you got any projects that you're currently working on at the moment and going forward with? Um, we uh, Ari has a huge number of uh, projects, um, you know, particularly um, there's uh, some of the researchers are looking at the sort of genetic basis of resistance because we need to, we need to understand how the weeds are actually uh, changing and evolving to develop that resistance. And so once we can understand, you know, the mechanisms that the weeds use to uh, become resistant to the herbicides, we can then uh, work on how to overcome that resistance. So there's a lot of research going on in that area. And then um, a potential new uh, project coming up is to working with the uh, DPIRD and uh, Curtin University and UWA in in the sort of WA Agricultural Research Collaboration. We're working up a project there for uh, with the aim of reducing pesticides, so not just herbicides, but fungicides and insecticides. So the aim there would be to use some of the new technology to develop systems to reduce agrochem inputs. Okay. And uh, what are you hearing back from WA farmers about this going forward here, Ken? Oh, I think we have to be quite careful because, yeah. you know, one of the things with this new tech is it involves a lot of data and, yeah. and systems. And so, you know, the, the tech has to be... Um, practical, um, has to be developed quick and easy solutions uh, for growers um, so that, you know, that um, you're not wasting time, you know, trying to, you know, sort of wade through all this data. It has to be quite quick decisions. But um, this is one of the major challenges is to get that tech into a format that's actually um, practical and usable by growers. I think that that is a major challenge. Well, Professor Ken Flower, thank you for your time today. Oh, thanks very much, Troy. Have a good day. You too. Yeah, there he is. Associate Professor Ken Flower on the Rural Focus podcast today. Ken being appointed as the incoming director of the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative here at the University of WA School of Agriculture and Environment. So that will all happen early in 2023. But uh, yeah, great news there for Associate Professor Ken Flower. That is it for today's Rural Focus podcast. Hey, thank you for your company today. I've been Troy Stockton and I look forward to bringing you another Rural Focus podcast again very soon.